everybody. Hey, nope. my man. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's been a interesting week, to say the least. One of those, <laughs> from a Hollywood perspective? From a yeah, Hollywood perspective as well. It was an well. interesting week. <laughs> yeah, it, it was uh, an exciting and interesting and meme-filled week. I think we can agree oh, Jesus, on that. Jesus, yes. Yeah. yeah, so many memes, so many memes, so many gifts. Yeah, this uh, it's been hard to avoid it, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even go on social media that much, and I was bombarded with memes this week. Yeah. So I think that yeah, says sure. something when uh, when the guy who's actively avoiding social media sees all the memes. I think you sent <laughs> one once, and I was like, I've seen this one twice in a single day. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, But before we start, I think we we need to discuss the biggest movie of the the week, the best of the year, Morbius. Oh, yeah. You see what I did there? I see what you did there. April (laughs) April Fool's joke. That's going to be the Oscar (laughs) contender for 2023 for Best Picture. Picture. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Jared Leto for 11 Best Academy Actor. Awards nominations since uh, the uh, Return of the King. Yeah. It's, it's actually going to get nominated in even categories that it wasn't even supposed It's also going to get nominated for like Best Documentary. So it'll just be nominated <laughs> in, in every category somehow. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Happy, happy April Fool's Day, everybody. So the time you'll listen to this, it's going to be past, but uh, this is uh, April 1st for us. And of course, uh, Morbius is supposed to be horrible. Uh, yeah, not I mean, sure we're gonna go catch yeah, that one. In yeah, theaters, I'm you know. in no rush to go see it. And you know, to be honest, I was never really interested in the first place. The trailers never sold me on it. I thought it looked like a 2005 era movie, and that's exactly what the critics are saying. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so many memes on this one as well. I think they have like Darth Maul when he like, and Jared Leto is Darth Maul, and he lights one lightsaber that says like. Uh, Marvel's worst movie ever, <laughs> and he lights the second. He lights the second lightsaber. You say DC's worst movie ever. Oh no! Ever. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. Secrets of Dumbledore is getting some pretty positive early buzz. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, quickly, yes, yeah. but uh, cool. Good to know. That's uh, I was. I'm expecting that one for sure in the next few weeks. Uh, so I'm looking forward. Yeah, it's good that it's. Uh, the buzz is positive yeah. because I think that that I second think it needs it. needed. Need, yeah, it's what it's what the series sure. needs. That's for sure. So. Color me intrigued and excited for that one, uh, but th- we're g- already getting off topic. That's that's how we do yes, on the show. Drinks. Well, drinks. Let's discuss drinks. <laughs> I have decided to try brandy, so this is going to be my first brandy ever. I was just over at the shop, just finished work, was trying to find something quick and easy, and I saw some options. But I saw the brandy there, got a little uh, little airplane bottle, and I was like, figured why not? So it's a it's a chemin d'eau. And yes, you just heard me speak with a French accent. Yeah, uh, and you, you, you said it perfectly, yeah, actually. It's not bad. Thank you. Merci bouteille de chemin d'eau. Et voilà, c'est bien dit. It's well said, my friend. <laughs> merci, merci. Yeah, but Brandy, it's a great call, man. I mean, it, it, it's funny because it's such an old drink that mm-hmm. like, I mean, passed through generations. But for some reason, I mean, the younger folks like these days don't have it. I don't know why. Yeah, and it's very I much like an older person well. drink, especially yeah. when you see it in film. It's always like the old guys, like one bed or one cognac. It's always the older yeah. fellows who are drinking these kinds of drinks. So I figured, well, I'm going to experiment. Will I like it? Will I not like it? Eh, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. It's the just Duchess and Downton Abbey drinks brandy yeah. and cognac, <laughs> basically. But yeah, no, for sure. I can't uh, give me a k- tell me what you think. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll put it on my bucket list to eventually properly try brandy and not just like 
past in front of it just actually give some time to try it so yeah how do you like it so far it's weird it's, it's weird in what way I, i don't mean weird in a bad way it's just it's not what i was really expecting it's almost like a sweet whiskey without being a dessert whiskey because mm. it has that sweetness that Im initially comes to greet you but it still has a bit of that slight burn you would define with whiskey but it's not a, a bourbon sweetness right it's like a sweetness that you find it's like more on like the dessert side like a dessert yeah. drink so it's kind of like an in-betweeny dessert and a hard drink is You know when you have dessert drinks, you're like, oh, this is nice and light. I can just, I can have it on mm -hmm. the side. I yeah. would not want to have a lot of this. Okay. Because I feel gotcha. like, I feel like you would get really wasted really quick. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Those dessert drinks sometimes, yeah, they, they, they're brutal. Yeah. I get you there. So this definitely seems like something you do want to just sip very eloquently between conversation and Maybe after some food, but it's not a let's go out and let's go to the bar and get a brandy kind of. Uh, it's not that kind of drink. Gotcha. Yeah. On my end, listen, I think I have the perfect April Fool's Day drink, to be honest, because it, it's a cross between beer and um, and whiskey. So basically, um, it's it's a product from the, the brewery I work at, actually, Morrison Coors. And it's uh, called Molson Common Bond. So Ooh. Molson Common Bond is a is a uh, is a beer that was main, um, mainly on shelves like last year. Um, so now it's more it's 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 a little harder to find. But basically, what they did is that they took the hops that they using to brew the beer and they aged them in G P Weiser's barrels. Okay. For, So basically, when they brew the beer, they take those hops back, but they've been like aged in whiskey barrels. So you have like this little subtle flavors of whiskey in your beer, um, which I like because I'm, I'm a big beer fan. I'm a big whiskey fan. So you have the both together and you have like a taste, a toasted feel and vanilla, uh, vanilla creamy feeling to your beer that I actually really like. So, um, yeah, the Molson Common Bun, it's uh It's so great. If you can find it uh, lo your local store, it, it's it's worth it. It's yeah, really you mentioned that it's harder to find now. Is it? Like, can you just go to the local store and pick this up still? It depends. It depends where. I would say like um, like what's the English term for dépanneur? You know, like uh, yeah, like a Seven Eleven. Yeah, Seven Eleven. Uh, I think in uh, in Canada you can find it still, but it depends where. Not everyone's gonna have it because I think they already discon discontinued it um, late last year. So there's still a few like here and there that you can find, but in less uh, in uh, fewer quantities, to be okay. honest. But it's uh, it's great. So I think it was it was it was a perfect drink for this show, but also just for April Fool's Day <laughs> to say like, no, we're we're doing something fucked up. A crossover. Yeah, a crossover and, between um, beer and yeah whiskey. Because why not? Why not? Why so not? cheers, brother. Cheers Enjoy. to that. Yeah, it's good. The brand, you know what's interesting about the brandy as well? Mm? And this is going to sound so contradictory and bizarre, but I can almost taste the water, if that makes sense. There's a watery feeling? There's a it? bit of a watery feeling to it as well. And not at a, I don't mean to say that it's diluted, but I can almost taste the, the addition of water to the drink. 
Hmm. It's it's so hard to describe, especially someone who's only just tried brandy for the first time. Yeah, like right now, I couldn't imagine. So <laughs> I'll yeah. believe you word for word. Um, cool, man. Brandy, it's on my list. Um, let's give it a try together next time because yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm really not in <laughs> in known territories right now. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> but it's a cool it's a cool vibe. I mean, we should be a little more open minded yeah, <laughs> on what we try. So it's a good so call, let's man. try something new. You know who else tried something new? Will Smith. <laughs> oh yeah, did, did he indeed? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! So I mean, I, I don't, don't want to have. I don't want to get into oh, the ahead, politics of it too much, like who was in the right and who was in the wrong, but man. <laughs> yeah, that, that I think at first, like I, I list, I watched the Oscars live, and at first, I think you're so shocked that you don't even realize that it's real or that it's not planned or if it's not. I don't know. You're just you just don't understand at first. You're just like, what, what just happened? Is that is that is it for real or is it just a joke or is it? Was this a Chris Rock act to actually have Will Smith smack him? And no, after that, you just realize, no, it's for real. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll make a prediction here. I'm not, again, I'm not like a prophet. I don't know. But should, do you think this will be the beginning of the end of the career of Will Smith? Like, he has his Oscar, but is he done I don't. This? I don't think he's going to be done, no. Uh, I think he'll have a bit of work to do, unfortunately. And I'm sure there will be some sort of consequence for his actions. Like, he just won his Best Actor award. But don't be surprised if he's going to be suspended from the Academy for an indefinite amount of time. So he won't have voting privileges, which is half the fun of being an Academy Award winner. You you get to vote on all the movies. So I think something like that where he doesn't get a chance to be in that club. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, as close as you sense. get to his. I don't think like his award will be revoked, but by not being a voting member, that's the closest consequence I think they can do. Um, in terms of him and his career as an actor, Will Smith's just too lucrative of an actor. Uh, is I, he though? I, think I mean, so. uh, I mean, I don't know. Will Smith is an interesting. Uh, has an interesting career because he. I think he falls directly on the line in between really good films and really, I would say not, well, I would say poor films, but Generic. average films. Yeah. Generic average films. I mean, it's the really excellent films he's done. I think you can count them like on the fingers of your hands, um, like movies like, I don't know, like Pursu- Pursuit of Happiness, Seven Pounds, maybe, uh Movies like this and, well, like, okay, Independence Day, if you count it as a classic, but... I definitely would. Uh, <laughs> Along yeah, with uh, Black The First Men in Black, yeah. But he has a lot of other films that we don't talk about that much. No. Like, I wouldn't say stinkers, but... Nah, the ones that just sort of fall like, in between, like, the, the three-star to two-and-a-half-star on five range. But almost all yeah. his movies do really well at the box office. He's had, what two duds one of them being after earth i think it was after yeah the in now Shyamalan movie yeah i don't think that did too well and i don't even know what king richard did because it was like all pandemic times so i haven't seen it as well but yeah. now the because of all the controversy i think a lot of people are watching it on crave but uh yeah i, I should watch it is it up sure, on crave it is. It yeah, is. Yeah, okay. I think you can see it on in Canada. You can see it on Crave. Um, so I guess that for the U.S. you can see it on HBO Max. If I it's guess. a Warner Brother yeah. movie, then certainly. 
I guess I think it is. Um, so yeah, so w Will Smith, I don't know because the the thing is, he's. I'm having a hard time saying that he's a great actor because the really good roles he ha he he had. There's not a lot of them because basically he's been there. He has maybe this caricature of play, not playing the same guy all the time, but close. Um, I mean, he's yeah, he's a really generic actor. I mean, Bad Boys was good, but I mean, he's it's Will Smith playing Will Smith. Same thing for other similar films like Hancock or something like that. You're just like, no, you, you recognize a certain pattern mm -hmm. in how he plays his, his character. Maybe like Harrison Ford did that once in a while, but um yeah he i don't know if it but like i'm trying to get back to the the word you use lucrative actor i don't know is he it's well, he definitely was and i think when you put will he smith was in a movie 90s, especially yeah for sure that was definitely yeah. like peak will smith like you, you couldn't escape will smith but yeah it's definitely not the the brand that he was back in the day but i don't still don't think there's no denying if you have will smith in your movie especially if it's a blockbuster movie, uh, people will be looking at it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they're doing I Am Legend 2, for example. And, mm. Like yeah. You can bet that people will go check that out because there is the star appeal of Will Smith and the familiarity of what's now going to become a franchise, I guess. But behind the scenes, though, I mean, will other actors, directors, um, I mean, technicians and whatnot, like, be comfortable working with him, knowing all of this, saying that, okay, maybe he's emotional, he's unhinged a little bit? Um, I don't know. That's just an yeah. open question. I'm not sure. But I know he's not, because he literally was violent, and he refused to obey, basically, the Academy security, who asked him to leave. He said, no, I'll stay. Um, and, uh, like, he did apologize, sort of. Uh, he was really emotional, but put this, like, the default of his action on love. And I was, well, you know, that's that's not a good reason. But I don't know. Cue the Anakin maybe, memes. Yeah, like, yeah. Yes, yeah. I acted on love. <laughs> and you have, like, Master Skywalker, <laughs> there's too many of them. What do we do? <laughs> Boom. No, but it's true though. It's the the Star Wars memes are the funniest because it's it's really it's pretty it's pretty close to reality. Execute <laughs> order sixty six. Yeah, the the J Jada Pinkett Smith would just like wink at him, saying like, "I don't like this joke." Yeah. Go ahead, him. Yeah, because Will Smith was initially laughing based on the video footage that I saw. Yeah. I, I saw. I wasn't watching it live. Uh, I would check in, sketch the live updates every now and again, and then I see that the headline. Will Smith slaps Chris Rock and then almost a few minutes later wins Best Actor. And I was like, excuse me? And then when I was watching the clip, it was censored in the States on ABC. So I caught yeah. a, mm -hmm. a British stream over on The Guardian. And that's where I heard the uncensored version. And I was just like, yeah. oh, my Lord. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He went yeah. there. And there's a lot of people online who are like, oh, it's probably staged. No. No, no, it's not staged. No, because if it was staged, Chris Rock's reaction would have been way different. Yeah, uh, and I think more importantly, Will Smith's reaction when he was yelling from his seat, I think that was more the nail in the coffin. Where like, no, no, this this isn't staged. You wouldn't be yelling from the audience, and then yeah. yelling obscenities to the stage in the scripted Oscar environment. Like, this is network TV. Yeah, this is showmanship. That doesn't that breaks all the rules. 
Yeah, no, that's true. I think the nail in the coffin for him was really when he shouted at his seat, yeah. not just the slap itself. But uh, no, it's going to be curious to see what, what, what happens next. I mean, I think Chris Rock seems to benefit a lot of the situation. Like his shows are sold out since then. He didn't, he didn't say much. So I think maybe that's a, a good strategy that he keeps it quiet. Yeah, and I think like he did a show Everything over falls in, on, Wits, on Wittsmith. I think but, he did a show yeah. in Boston and the show like sold out quite quickly after the Oscars. And one of the first things he said, if I'm not mistaken, was, joke's on you, I wrote this material months ago. So you're not going to get anything on the slap because he's not going to rewrite his whole show after a few days. Yeah. He's a comedian. He, he writes the stuff. He works on it for months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, so for sure. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm sure there will be consequences. How far these consequences will go, that's the question. I think Jim Carrey was pretty on point talking about how upset and frustrated he was with Hollywood who yeah. were giving someone who just did physical assault on live TV a standing ovation. But to be, yeah, I do agree with what he I do agree with on principle with what he said, but I think it's easier said than done because you're you're in an environment where okay the show needs to move on, so you have you you have like paid advertisers paying for this for this for the commercials. You're you're on like you're on the following a specific agenda a specific schedule. You can't be late too much. So I mean, I know the academy like was sorry because they didn't handle the situation as as best as they could have. They just asked him to leave gently, and I think he just refused and he went back to his seat. Um, but like for regarding Jim Carrey, I'm like, okay, I do understand. But if you were on the spot, like directly there, considering the environment and the format of the show you're in, what's, what's to be done in order to like remain in control? Well, I think what Jim Carrey was getting at, I think he was more upset that the people in the audience decided to like, were clapping stand for up him and clap, when you receive, okay, as opposed yeah. to just sort of being a bit more reserved about their reaction, like standing up and applauding after the, what, five-minute speech. I think they were more like, um, well, maybe, maybe not. And yeah. if, yeah, your, yeah, your video was a little frozen there. I think that's what um, Jim Carrey was mainly worried about. Mm. It was more the, the reaction to it. We were talking about the Oscars and the, uh, the how much goes into it and in the, the presentation. Yeah. Did you see the, uh, like the swag bags? That they no. were talking about the some of the Oscar recipients their their gift bags for winning were valued at a hundred and forty thousand dollars. Jesus American. Christ! Yeah. and included things like twenty five k in home renovations, uh, a hotel stays worth tens of thousands of dollars, plots a of Rolex. Land. <laughs> I don't think there was a Rolex, but there's things like facelifts and. Plots of land in Scotland and uh, spa days and like all these like crazy things Jesus that are worth like four Christ. or five digits a pop. Yeah. And it's just like when you see things like that, it's hard to to sympathize because <laughs> it feels no, very out sure. of touch. For sure, for sure. And I mean, all the questions that people have about the Oscars, uh, like, are they still? Do people still care about rich people giving other rich people awards? 
And I mean, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of quality, I think the show really degraded from year to year. I mean, uh, yeah. I nothing against Amy Schumer and the, the two other actresses that I forget uh, the Wanda name. Sykes. Wanda and Sykes and... I didn't watch the show, so I can't even remember. Uh, Tiffany Haddish. But they weren't really... F- yeah, Tiffany Haddish. Here we, here we go. They, they weren't... I like those ladies. I like they're charismatic. They're, it's good hard fun, but it wasn't really a funny show, to be honest. They they lacked in in good fun and f- like entertaining, entertaining numbers, to be honest. And, I mean, it's, they were supposed to cut a lot of it, so it doesn't last four hours, but it was close to four hours with yeah, maybe and half, three hours and 30 minutes. And a whole bunch of those awards were pre-taped. <laughs> Yeah, it plus that, so yeah. it's still crazy that they so how took much, so long. Yeah, was that because there was a lot of TV commercials? Good question. Yeah. I don't know, but not not that many. I mean, not compared to the usual. It's pretty much the same. But yeah, it's I don't know. They need I I they made just a, like a considerable effort to make it more inclusive for I mean minorities for sure. We always say like Oscars so white. Well, I mean, this year I think it's Oscars so, so <laughs> African American. Like, to be honest, well, that's like, good. It's yeah, well, that, yeah. that's perfect. But yeah. I was just like, okay, they really understood the message because uh, a lot of the the people celebrated uh, the hosts. Uh, I mean, the awards and whatnot. So no, for sure, they they really made an effort to be to be more inclusive yeah. this year. I did see but, yeah. that um, there was a popularity Oscar award essentially, and the popularity was deemed via twitter counts which meant that Zack snyder's justice league got an oscar for like fan award essentially like the fan mm-hmm. appreciation award not end game not any star wars moment throughout history it was the Zack snyder's justice league because these snack cider fans are so on top of that restore the snyderverse campaign yeah so it got a, an award for best fan moment I'm like the 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 flash running through the speed force and I'm there like I think there are better fan moments. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I was surprised as well when I saw the top one I was like, "What?" Yeah. Really? And they're like, so they they gauged <laughs> it purely based scene, on Yes, cuz they purely based that award off of Twitter engagement as opposed yeah. to anywhere else. <laughs> So oh, that award funny. felt a little, uh, it felt like an attempt to try and be in and hip, but it kind of landed flat on its face, in my opinion. No, it's true. Yeah. 100%. And it's, it's, a, it's a pity because I unsubscribed from Apple TV Plus, I think, a week before the Oscars. And then Coda wins mm. everything, and I'm just, oh, Jesus, I need to resubscribe well, and watch Coda, Coda go what? Now. Three total, I think, right? Uh, best picture, best supporting actor, and best is it best screen. No, not best screenplay. What what else? I think it got three. Um, I can't remember what it got, but I think it got three. I'm I'm the third one uh, escapes me, but yeah. But apart from apart from Coda, I mean the other. I mean Dune. I was really happy yeah, because Dune all the technical got achievements. Six, went to if Dune. I'm not mistaken. It's the movie ha- who had the the best, uh, the most, uh, the, well, the biggest amount of uh, awards. Yeah, for sure. it was a lot like um, um, Mad Max Fury Road. That movie got five or six yeah. awards as well, and it was technically yeah, the fair. the big winner of the night in terms of getting the most awards. Uh, I think Dune got six of them. I was thinking Coda got three. 
then everything else is kind of like two or one going yeah down. two or one per 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 film yeah, yeah exactly like i think tammy got two belfast got one Mm-hmm. Uh, best uh, best screenplay, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Branagh. happy for Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was pretty happy to see that. Uh, Kenneth totally deserves it. Um, yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, overall, like I didn't watch the Oscars, ca- caught it live. I think the Oscars has a a long way to go to fix up its image in terms of getting people to watch the the actual program. But it's nice yeah. to see that the movies they are awarding are very diverse movies very interesting movies at the same time yeah 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 oh no the, no in terms of the selection the, the the nominees for best picture i mean yeah there's a lot of different stuff there i mean there's a comedy like for licorice pizza you have horror sci-fi with Night- nightmare alley you have something like coda which is uh um, I mean, a family drama, but with people who like speak with sign language. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Dune, sci- science fiction masterpiece. No, it's really diverse for sure. I think yeah. I can't remember trying to remember the other years prior, but yeah, the the selection here was really diverse. I yeah, agree with that. so we just need to find a way to get people interested in the show again. And I think the way the show is written and presented, that's the thing that needs a, a major tune up, in my opinion. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! So let's see next year. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is one of the those celebrations for the ages. We'll remember that one. Yeah, but maybe <laughs> that for all the La La Land fiasco yeah. a few years back. And this both of those are maybe be, for uh, the the wrong reasons. Yeah, for the wrong yeah. reasons. Anywho. Anywho. Uh, anywho. So both you and I, uh, we've been watching some TV lately. We have. Um, so different shows. And I think one that we've been talking on Screen Hub for, for a while, and it makes made its debut last week, was Halo. Yeah. So Paramount Plus. I've not watched it because I haven't subbed to Paramount Plus yet. I'm going to wait until Halo's run its course, and I'm going to binge Halo and Yellowstone 1883. If you watched that before me, let me know if it's good, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Will do. So that's what I'm going to do. But you started. You've seen the first one or the first two for Halo? First two. So, okay. yeah, the so second one dropped this week, so it's every Thursday. As you, you are a big Halo game fan. Uh, yeah, game, so, not books, just games. Yeah. I played all of them, uh, except for the Halo Wars game. I played the, the main Halo games. Yeah, all of them for sure. Okay. So I was expecting that one because they've been talking about adapting Halo to either cinema or TV for so long. I was in high school never when they were talking made. about it. Remember when Spielberg yeah. was involved? With Neil Blomkamp, yeah. I think, from uh, District 9. Yeah, yeah. No, that wasn't Spielberg. It was uh, Peter Jackson, my mistake. It was Peter Jackson at one point, but if I'm not mistaken... Yeah. Well, I think Jackson think was producing it and Blomkamp was supposed to direct Blomkamp it. Blomkamp was directing, yeah, exactly. Which would have been a perfect director for Halo, uh, yeah. to be honest. Um, so, yeah, we've been talking about this for so long, and so eventually it was going to happen, but the <laughs> the, I was uh, really excited for the first trailer, but when the, suck, the second trailer dropped, I, I saw... We, we noticed some... I wouldn't say issues, but like, oh, okay, they they change a few things, red flags. And once you start watching the show for real, really notice that there there are more and more. And that gives you the indication that they they took certain liberties and they wanted to go beyond the game, which I guess is fair because video games adaptation are so tricky because if you just go with the material, it's a bland movie that only focuses on action and CGI. 
So Alo is one of those that try, okay, how can we go beyond to make this a little more appealing? And after just one episode, you can totally see that. Um, so I'm not sure if it's good or bad, but overall I would say, okay, I'll start point by point. I think that the show is, right now I would say it's it's okay. It's like a seven out of 10. It's, it's easily entertaining. It's visually pretty interesting. Um, the special effects are really good. Um, they adapted like the the tech of Halo. So I mean the suits, the weapons, the the warthogs, the vehicles. Everything looks great. Um, but in terms of the narrative, you're not sure exactly when this happens because there's so so many things taken from different Halo games that you're just like, oh, I'm not sure when this mm. is supposed to be. But then you see Reach and you're just like, oh, okay, so this is prior to Halo Reach. But for some reason, you have Master Chief, uh, Master Chief as a central character. So I'm just like, well, was Master Chief deployed before the destruction of Reach? I'm not even sure. Maybe you can answer that question for me. My Halo mythology that's memorized is a little rusty right now so don't quote me on this but i do think the chief was up in the, he was up in action i think during the events of reach but i'm not entirely sure about before reach he might have still have been in training mode okay but because don't this is definitely before yeah but because this is definitely before so that's why it's a little bit confusing because i thought the games t taught me otherwise that Master Chief was not deployed like before the events of Reach. Reach, for the people who don't know, is actually a planet in the Halo video game universe that gets destroyed by the Covenant. Yeah, the and that's Halo sort of the inciting eventually. incident of the yeah. Covenant War. Yeah, it's like the main event that launches the, the full-scale war between yeah. humanity and the Covenant. So you have Reach, which looks beautiful, by the way, though they made the planet really interesting. Uh, but they took certain liberties with the character of Master Chief. And again, I'm going in full spoilers for the show for the first two episodes. So if you haven't watched Halo, go for it now. Um, <laughs> they did the thing that you didn't want them to do. They took the helmet you see, off. You see, the, they took <laughs> yeah. the helmet off and not just once, a lot. Oh, yeah? A lot. Uh, Pablo Shriver's face under the Master, Ch the Master Chief suit, you, saw, you see it a lot, especially in the second episode. And I'm just like, oh, boy. Is okay, it Pablo Schreiber, like, there's Pablo Schreiber? Or does he got, like, facial scars or, like, back battle wounds? Uh, like, is it super obviously little, Pablo Schreiber? Well, I would say yes. But, I mean, he does... The way they, they did his face, I, I mean, I think there's little makeup on. It's still pretty believable that it could be Master Chief. So it's it's fine. But again, they didn't change his voice, which is for us Halo players, I wouldn't say problematic, but it's 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 awkward. It's, a clash between, uh, it's awkward because mm. we know how Chief sounds like, and he doesn't sound like that at all. So you just oh, this is a little weird. Um, so they took liberties with the character of Master Chief that I don't know if I like because in between Episode One and Episode Two, Master Chief starts as a killing machine, as we know he is to a guy who actually is maybe a demigod because he's able to activate alien tech uh, just with a simple touch, to an emotional guy who can reconnect to his memories, 
to a potential rebel and a rogue who actually decides to leave the UNSC to save a hostage, and then to an exiled soldier, <laughs> all in two episodes. <laughs> My lord, you just went through like a season's worth of content. I know. I know, and they did that in two episodes, and I'm just, okay, this, like, Master Chief is the most troublesome character right now, because they they took him in so different, direct, so many directions that we're not accustomed to. I'm not sure if it's good or bad, I think we'll be the judge of that once the series is done, I mean, this, the first season one is done, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, I think that's the word I would use. It's not necessarily bad, it's just weird, because mm-hmm. you're not... You're not used to it. That's not the Master Chief you you played during the the the, the six Halo games. So, I think yeah, as someone who hasn't seen the show but who has been actively following the production of the show since high school, which was a movie back then, I've always heard that it was going to be a, a Halo like adaptation or reimagining. But Chief was always going to be one of, if not the protagonist. And I think ever since I heard that years and years and years ago i always thought that that was the biggest mistake a halo adaptation can make because the master chief is he's the protagonist of the video games and the video games is first person and chief is iconic don't get me wrong but he is not there to be emotionally complex he is there to engage with the plot of the movie he's the avatar where you see the events happening so by trying to humanize master chief i don't think you could have done it successfully without changing the character so much and that would have upset fans so i've always thought it probably should have been better to tell a story about a different spartan like maybe a spartan 4 who maybe they're just starting off and you hear about the master chief like did you hear what chief did he just did this thing over blah 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 and you hear about the events like in the games and whatnot and maybe in the books. And you have this rookie and this rookie can take off the helmet. It's a new character. You can start fleshing them out. And then maybe they get like assigned to work with the chief. Mm-hmm. And so you have this connection to the video games. But you have this new character that's unencumbered by fandom. You can take off the helmet. You can do anything you want with this character. And it wouldn't upset anyone because there's yeah. no basis and I always thought that that should have been the way the show went. I won't go into too much details, but you're partially right because they do go that way with one character and maybe they could have taken this character to be the central one, but they decided we go to go with Master Chief. And again, I was sure that he wasn't going to be front and central. We have a lot of uh, front and center. I mean, we have a lot of scenes with him during the, the season one, but maybe he's not the prime focus. But for now, he is. That's 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 what we definitely understand. But the main surprise that I wasn't expecting, because when I um, when I wrote, I think my first like prediction piece on the Hello TV series for Screen Hub, um, one one portion that I was not super excited about is like Dr. Halsey, which is the the founder of the Spartan program, mm-hmm. which is like a lady doctor basically who's um, who's really ambitious. She has her own agenda. She's really intelligent. Uh, but she's really mysterious as well. And uh, we we have more glimpses of her, I think, in the later. Halo games, Halo 4, 5, and Infinite. 
Uh, maybe Infinite, I think. I'm not sure. But Halo 4 and 5. She's also sure. in Reach, um, if I'm not mistaken, right? And she's in Reach. Yeah. yeah, thank you for reminding me. And this here in this show, she's um, being played by Natasha McHalone. She was Three in people uh, don't know. Californication. Californication, she was in um, Designated, designated Survivor yeah. with Kiefer Sutherland. She was the first lady. And she played in the, um, <laughs> a Steven Soderbergh film called Solaris with George Clooney that I really like. Uh, she's a nice actress, and she plays Dr. Halsey in this, and she's really good. Uh, I think that that that's for sure right now over Master Chief, the the, the best character in the in, in the show. Um, she plays it with such like a, a I don't know like a mystery around her that you don't know if you you can trust her. Mm. She has a motherly feeling, but also she's really she can be really aggressive and cold. So you're not sure if you need to hate her or love her, and it's just like she she plays her perfectly. That so sounds just, okay, like how Kalsi should be portrayed, because she yeah. she would view the Spartans as both her experiments and her res- her motherly responsibility at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. and you see that uh, during like the first two episodes, you have that that conflicting sentiment around her. So it's it, she's definitely the best part of the show so far. So. Final words, um, I mean, for Hello fans, I would say watch it. I think it's still worthwhile. Uh, we're not sure where it's going to go, but I think it would be safer to just, like, keep your expectation on the side or everything that you know about the game just, like, a little bit on the side because you'll be disappointed or you'll be, I think, surprised on a few creative choices that they make here. Uh, but it looks good. I mean, the show looks good. The Covenant, I forgot to mention, are really well executed. And something that happened, I wasn't sure they did, but it actually went that way, is that, you know, when you play the games, the aliens speak English. Yeah. <laughs> and now they speak an alien language with subtitles. I'm just like, okay, well, it makes sense, I guess, yeah. that the Covenant can speak English. <laughs> I've always wondered uh, about that. It, it always kind of bugged me a little bit that these yeah. intergalactic aliens... Who are, the Covenant is more of a philosophy, if you will. It's it's a bunch of yeah. different aliens who have come together under this creed, if you will. So, yeah. so how is it all these different aliens can all speak English? <laughs> it's always bugs yeah. me. Well, <laughs> I think because they, they weren't as bright when they started the first game. And like as time went by, they just, oh, we'll just keep going. Yeah, just <laughs> so. run with it. I think it's kind of but funny with the grunts and it makes sense with the Arbiter. But you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah, we don't see grunts yet. I I hope we'll see them with their funny little voice. We have yeah. elites, a shitload of elites right now, and we have the prophets that we see that look really nice. Nice. Um. So yeah, no. Visually speaking, I mean, we see High Charity, the Alien Covenant home. Um. Visually speaking, it looks great. I'm not sure of the production budget behind the Yellow series because a few things look. They they turn round corner. I think they cor- they they turn round corners on a few on a few things. But visually speaking, it still looks pretty pretty damn good. So I would give them that. So yeah, a seven out of ten so far. Keep watching. Uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's surprising. I think. And but I can't judge it yet. I think I'll do a full review when it's done or half show. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I was still glad to discover it. So Sounds I know good. you. We we have another show to discuss, but I want to hear we you do. talk about it first. Well, before <laughs> I even get into that, I just wanted to remind the the dear listeners to give the show a little like, uh, a follow mm. wherever you're listening to it: Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google, uh, any sort of appreciated follow, like review, really helps with the 
the indexing of the the show and the more people who are listening the more people who are engaging with it the the higher it ranks so and, and a comment as well please a comment that would be nice to bring some comments or some questions actually that you might have that we can discuss during the show so if you have a questions about our, our taste uh, a mu- a movie that you saw recently a TV show you want to to have our, our impressions on it yeah please share yeah okay. uh, we can't wait to, to discuss your uh, your topics of, uh, of discussion your topics of interest what? and to, to to have our word on it for sure I'm very curious about this topic though because we spoke about it briefly yesterday. And it yep. seems that we have different opinions on Moon Knight. We we do, and I love when it's what does ha- when this does happen because it doesn't happen that often, but it does happen yeah. that we're we're completely at odds on some on some movies or TV so shows. Yeah, I loved <laughs> the premiere of Moon Knight. I absolutely uh, I loved didn't. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was watching it, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm so in!" I think this is my favorite Disney Plus Marvel premiere episode. What? Yeah. Of everything that that we saw. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, I, no. I really, really no, no, liked no. it. Uh, I I liked how the creator and the writer and the director just kind of threw us into the deep end. There was very little exposition. You have to pay attention, uh, and answers will come. But answers did not come in this episode. So no. we're, you're sort of there trying to figure it out. But Stephen, who's one of the characters Oscar Isaac is playing is also trying to figure it out at the same time. So you feel like you're you're in, in the ride with him. And I was getting either like the, the creator or the director, I can't remember right now, but they described it as Indiana Jones meets Fight Club. And I don't know if I see that right away, but I'm definitely getting mm. split vibes. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very interested Let- to see where this is going to go. I, I liked how ambiguous certain things are. I also like that it doesn't feel like an origin story. Like, Moon Knight is already around, but Steven doesn't know Moon Knight and the, the, the Ethan Hawke's character, Arthur. Like, they're already going after this golden scarab, but it seems like, well, what's going on? Like, I don't get it. Then you hear, like, the idiot's in control again, says the, the disjointed... <laughs> yeah, the Venom voice. Yeah, yeah. he's like, the, the idiot's, idiot's in, control. in control. Yeah, and you're wondering, like, well, who is this guy? Like, how did he come into being uh, the custodian of this golden scarab is the golden scarab connected to moon knight uh who's mark like you're left with all these questions and you realize like you're not getting an origin story you're getting you're you're getting the i guess one of the early stories but you're getting it halfway through but steven doesn't know that either for him it's all new because he's very confused yeah. yeah so it's it's a very interesting way of approaching a brand new character and i like the this more serious and gritty tone that the show offered while also putting that nice marvel humor in it every now and again just sprinkled in just to make sure it doesn't mm-hmm. get too dark but no yeah. it has potential uh, color me very intrigued and if my theory about i don't know anything about moon knight apart from he gets a lot of comparisons to batman but the one thing I wonder is with the addition of Mark, I suspect he might have uh, multiple personalities. So that's why I brought up Split. And if that is the case, his British accent or his English accent that sounds like someone doing an English accent would make so much sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. 
Uh, you 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 reviewed it and you explained it in a in a really good way, to be honest. Because maybe I'm biased because I wasn't even interested interested in the slightest in Moon Knight uh, prior to watching it. I, I saw maybe like the first teaser. That's it. Didn't read about it. Didn't care for it that much. Um, even if I do like the casting, I mean, Oscar Isaac is a phenomenal actor, and Ethan Hawke as well. I think good pairing uh, for a Marvel yeah, very show. Interesting good talent pairing. there. Yeah, very interesting pairing. Um, but again, what can I say about the first episode? Um, I think what what's what started that I wasn't really hooked at first. I think was the bad CGI. I don't know if you noticed it, but there's the scene where he. He wakes up after he changed personality, like maybe Mark or the Moon Knight was actually traveling. So he wakes up in a field in France, I guess, or something. I think like it that. was either Switzerland or Germany. It was the Alps, I'm guessing. Oh, uh, the Alps. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So somewhere there, and but well, after he joins the, the the crew and he's discovered by Ethan Hawke and he's uh, he's uh, he he's asked to deliver the the the, the jewel. Sorry, the. Uh, What's the name of the the, the insect? Uh, the golden scarab there. <laughs> the golden scarab. Here we go. Uh, so he flees, but he, he flees like in a, in a cupcake truck. That whole scene, I was like, is this me or the CGI is really bad here? It's it's so it's so bad. I can see everything. I'm just like, no, it's it takes me off out of the vibe completely. Usually Marvel is good at this stuff, but. So this is like my first red flag, and I was just, um, damn, this is the the production value here is not as good as I hoped for. Especially um, when Hawkeye had a really awesome chase scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And here, not even. I like the the portion when he he you know he passes out or his eyes go like backwards, and you I think we're jump back maybe what a minute after, and like everybody's dead yeah. around him. He has a gun, but he's still driving. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. I, I like this. I can get behind this. Um, and all the, the whole split pers- personality thing that you mentioned is, is interesting. I'm curious to know where they'll go. Because for sure, in this episode, I think what you see, Oscar Isaac's characters maybe has three personalities. He has the Steven, who's the, the loser working at the, go- the gift shop. There's Mark that we see. That's the American accent we see yeah. in the mirror at the end. And we have Moon Knight. Yeah. I think those are well, the three. Is even Moon Knight... Oscar Isaac I don't even know which is great like I don't I love not knowing things Uh, I wonder if Moon Knight is not tied to the Egyptian mythology like what if he's one of these deities and he like Stephen and um, Mark are more like avatars for the Moon Knights again I don't know there's probably people listening to this going (laughs) peasants not knowing their Moon Knight such not nerds. <laughs> they made a good joke about Avatar in it, though. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Ethan Hawking like cap- captures Steven like in the, the in the gift shop, and he's just like, oh, "You're an Avatar for 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 God." He was like, "Avatar, like the blue guy." Yeah. <laughs> well, like, no, like oh, the no, anime. The manga? Sorry. <laughs> no, like the anime. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I do wonder if they're because they're they're up playing that Egyptian mythology angle. And the director is Egyptian, so I, I have to imagine there is in the, a reason why they're focusing so heavily on the Egyptian mythology, the Egyptian history. Uh, and as someone who very much enjoys Egyptian mythology and history, I'm, I'm very much like, ooh, I like this. And yeah. I saw an interview with the director, and he was talking about how much he hates how Egyptians are portrayed in blockbuster films. 
And he specifically mm. cited uh, Wonder Woman 84 when they go to Cairo. And he's like, don't quote me on this, but I believe he said something along the lines of, what's a sheik doing in Cairo? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so he's trying to be authentic while also having fun with it. Hmm. Which is interesting. I didn't know the director was Egyptian. But that's yeah. that, that's good to know. Um, I believe uh, his name is Mohammed Dwab, um, Dwab, Dwabid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not good with last names. <laughs> but again, I want to give it. I I'm, I will. I want to remain optimistic. I'll still keep watching it. But again, also something that bugged me. I mean, it's not Oscar Isaac himself because I really like the guy. But the way he he play he plays Stephen. Considering like all the seriousness behind the the um, I mean the aura or the the backstory behind Moon Knight and basically the murders of like Ethan Hawke's cult, there was like a disconnect between the the, the absurd comedic tone of his character with everything else, and like the the way he's like talking to his colleagues at the museum. I'm like, this is absurd. But I think they the wouldn't talk like that to each other. This I, I can't get behind that. But, but that's just they also me. make a point know. to say that Steven's a bit of an idiot and he's completely out of the loop on this one. Yeah, uh, like, makes sense. Like when the, he's back in control, Moon Knight goes like, oh, like, oh, God, the idiot's in control again. Like, and then you see Mark mm-hmm. in the, the mirror reflection. He's like, like, Steven, like, let me have control. So Mark seems to have either knowledge or direct access to Moon Knight. Like maybe Moon Knight is Mark. Mark's last name is Spectre after all. Um, mm-hmm. So we just need to figure out why is Stephen the way he is? Is Stephen intentionally a bumbling idiot? Is that actually how he is? Or is that how one of the personalities is just constructed to be? Good question. Yeah, so Good I think there's question. a lot of questions with the first episode. We'll yeah. see where it goes, mm-hmm. but I'm really hooked. I'm <laughs> happy for you, brother. I mean, it's perfect. Good for you. Uh, but I can't for for now. I can't say that it's the best pilot we've seen. Uh, I think that I don't know shows like Hawkeye and I would say even maybe Falcon the Winter, Shol- yeah. Winter Soldier hooked me more than this we're one. always on the opposite end when it comes to the these, um, the Disney Plus Marvel shows because I'm I'm really liking this and then my second favorite is probably the WandaVision premiere. Yeah, uh, I, you know what? Made WandaVision is a, is a one I think I'll need to rewatch to have a different opinion of it because again it 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 left me a little cold. I didn't. It wasn't bad. I'm just now. Def- I don't know. It took a while to really become interesting. This show. Whereas me, it was really it interesting from the beginning. Episodes. Yeah, for me, it was yeah. like from <laughs> the first one. I was like, oh, I'm hooked. And yeah, I was more let down by the finale, which was just like a big CGI battle. And I hope, yeah. and I, I know the odds are stacked against this statement, but I really hope that Moon Knight doesn't end with a big CGI battle between Moon Knight and Ethan Hawke. Hopefully not. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I still like, I still like the Eternals pretty a lot, and yeah, there was this big CGI battle at the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I hope I, like, I don't mind it's a battle. Verse, well, it's it's I don't mind if there's a battle, but maybe it could be more like Daredevil, where it feels more grounded and uh, yeah, raw and in camera. Street fights. Street fights. More, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to see. Yeah. I don't want to see big CGI monsters coming out of a sky beam over a temple or something like that and then there's just like 
CGI nonsense. I, d- I don't want to yeah. have that as the finale. I really don't. I think we can agree on that one. Yeah. <laughs> if I keep watching Moon Knight, I don't want to have that finale as well. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. But let's keep chatting about it for sure. I mean, maybe I'm too severe. I'm too harsh on it. I'm probably I probably am. Uh, but I don't know. This show, this didn't, maybe again because I'm biased because I didn't care for it at first. Uh, we'll see. What maybe would you give it on, a, on, on 10? The first episode? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. A six, maybe? Interesting. Probably an 8.5 for me. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's perfect, man. It's good. Yeah, we're on the we're uh, on different opposite pages on this one, which is nice. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Maybe... It, I don't know. Maybe I've, I'm a little tired with Marvel shows, to be honest. There's been so many. Yeah. Are you excited for like Miss Marvel? Because we saw a trailer for no. that recently. Yeah, I, no. I'm not really. I don't think we're the target audience. Not for in that. the slightest. Not in yeah. the slightest. And same thing for She-Hulk. I think I'm. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm gonna wait until I see point, more I about know. She-Hulk. But She-Hulk was always a character that I was never really interested in. Uh, There's a lot of She-Hulk in uh, the Marvel versus Capcom and things like that. And I, I never really liked She-Hulk just because it felt lazy. It was like, well, as far as I know, I, I never read the comics, but I was just like, we're going to take Hulk and then we'll put She in front of it. And it's kind of <laughs> just, it's a very similar, I know they're not the same character. They're obviously, they've written the characters to be different, but the genesis of the character on paper feels very samey, at least on the surface level. And I hope that they find a way to make the character feel unique, but Hulk was never one of my favorite characters, but this smashy, smashy Eggman thing. And there's your uh, World's End reference. But that's th- that's the thing, man. With mo, with <laughs> that's true. With the, the 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 I mean the the most recent Marvel shows that they're pushing a thread on the characters that we actually care about mm-hmm. and we actually know. Which is Moon Knight being yeah, the perfect example. Moon Knight I mean, is okay, the first actually taking a somebody to Endgame. And the Eternals. I mean, we didn't know the Eternals. We didn't care for the Eternals. Moon Knight, same thing. She Hulk, same thing. Miss Marvel, same thing. I'm just well, okay. Now you're really pushing for like to reach to gain an audience for this and i guess maybe the the younger viewers will be a little more invested because it's going to be their avengers but us i don't know i mean i'm I'm, i want the the old guys i want the other guys (laughs) no because it's one of those like you got to make room with for the new eventually contracts i know i know i know it makes sense but yeah that's why i prefer movies like batman like the batman i was more invested in uh i like the falcon in the winter soldier show um but yeah and hawkeye same thing i i like those closures of like the, those closing arcs mm-hmm. of our characters they go deeper into you into their 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 um their past deeper into the end the ambitions their personalities i like it but no the new characters i don't know i i don't know how long i'm gonna stay hooked and i'm really gonna care about them to be honest I, it depends of how many shows per year like Marvel and Disney Plus can actually throw I at think us? Marvel's aiming for four a year. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think eventually, like right now, I've lo- I've watched every single one except I think for What If. Yeah, I haven't seen What but, If, and I want to catch up on it before Doctor Strange comes out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange. I'll go watch it, but I think that we're we're I'm close to that that thin line where I I start I stop like giving a f about marvel <laughs> films it's it's i'm close i'm not there yet i mean i was there for spider-man i'm there for doctor strange but 
if they continue too much into the multiverse, they continue too much into new heroes, younger heroes. I'm just like, oh, am I am I still invested? I'm not sure, but I don't want to say it, but it's true. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'm always on the page of I will give things the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I don't really care if the characters are samey or new. I just care about directors having more creative freedom to tell stories that are starting to break away from that Marvel formula, which is Morbius' perfect example. It is so locked into that old-school formula that people are dragging it through the mud. I want to see films that challenge uh, and say what you will about Eternals, whether you liked it or hated it. At least Eternals was trying something. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's uh, and again, I, I said this. I think last time or a few episodes back, Eternals is one of the best Marvel shows Movies. for me, at least. I think uh, shows. I saw. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best Marvel movies, I think, it, to be honest, since the last four years. Uh, maybe not as like maybe not as good as like maybe Avengers: Infinity War, but not. It's not a bad film. I, I like it. Yeah, honestly, I think it's, the it's, it's, main it's problems one. with it's, Eternals, as I've mentioned before, is the depiction of the villains and the yeah. the requirements that it felt like we had to like, tick a few boxes. But what it was doing with story was quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I want to see more things like that. I want to see explorations into new genre and sort of break the status quo. I don't really care who the character is for that as long as the character is interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, same here. So man. we'll see about we'll that. See, um... But as a, a quick closing statement, because we're talking about Disney Plus, uh, I guess more of an announcement um, for Disney Plus, but also something that we can talk about in terms of excitement. But uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi will not be debuting on May 25th. It has been pushed to May 27th, but we're going to get two episodes on May 27th now. Why, why do you think? Star Wars Celebration. I mean, just two days. Uh, is that it? Star Wars okay. Celebration starts, uh, I believe, on the 27th or the 26th. I can't remember. But if it debuts on the 25, that means you have the 25th and then you have Celebration. Now it's like mm. you you hold off and you debut it with Celebration. So you have the shows, you got all the Star Wars content, you you got everything Star Wars happening like on the same day. So yeah, It's not a big push, two days. It's two days <laughs> and you fine. get two episodes. <laughs> and you have two episodes. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's not the end of the world and you get more Kenobi, so... That's something. How, how many shows? Uh, how many shows? Uh, sorry, six how episodes. many episodes? Obi Wan. Yeah, six. Oh Jesus! Yeah. So only four after that, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, I hope that the episodes oh. will be on the longer side because some of Mando's episodes were like around half an hour. I hope that oh, yeah, yeah. with six I episodes, want an hour yeah, per episode. I want like yeah. fifty minutes at least per episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. I think they. I hope they did it, but I hope they. Yeah, they they do it. Yeah. That would be nice. Fingers but, crossed. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Obi Wan on the May twenty seventh. I'm all for it. I think that's gonna be a hell of a ride. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, all right, man. Uh, listen, that was so fun. Thanks so much. Thank um, you. Next time we'll see what are the biggest. I don't know the the biggest movie uh, events that we need to watch. But I'll keep. We'll keep tabs. Well, probably on the next on one. Halo. I'm gonna assume like we don't have a date or anything set. But I'm gonna assume we'll probably have a Fantastic Beasts review. If yeah, have, uh, I guess so. We, we can do that. that. Fantastic. I'm waiting Beast to see if the studio's getting back to me on passes. If they get back to me, we nice. can go. Mm-hmm. But I'm waiting on a reply from them. 
Yes, yeah. please. That would be great. And after that, yeah, maybe Doctor Strange yeah, too. Exactly. Uh, and then uh, so, Top Gun. Yeah. And Top Gun, yeah, yeah. Top Gun is end of May. End of May. Twenty. Uh, yeah, end of May. So we'll be uh, finally. Yeah. <laughs> we we're landing that plane after all. Oh all those shows talking about Top Gun, Maverick. Jesus Christ, it's been. Bring it this on. Movie's been wrapped, I think, for four years. Yeah, bring it on. I'm <laughs> ready for Top Gun. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. The the last trailer was good. Um, yeah, I, I didn't watch it because I'm already on board. I don't want to see more than I already have. I saw the still of Iceman, and I was just like, "Good to yeah. have you back, Iceman." <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to only be it's going only going to be a still because again, it's because Val Kilmer's condition. Yeah, couldn't, or maybe I don't know. I don't know. They they did though show him recently in a film, and he was talking. So I don't know how they did it. Maybe I think he was dubbed, but. Maybe they can yeah. do it. I don't know. I guess it we'll find like out next month. <laughs> we'll find out next month. All right, brother. <laughs> on that note, enjoy your weekend. You Happy too. F- April Fool's Day. Yay. Do some tricks on your family and friends. And uh, we'll talk later. Sounds good. You have a good one. Enjoy the weekend. You Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Bye. Ciao. Bye.